Welcome to Sis Internet Radio. Sisters in Spirit, affectionately called Sis, is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously, harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live life with style, grace, and of course, much joy. Welcome to your Sisters in Spirit broadcast for Thursday, February 28th, 2013. You're here with your host, Darlene Raisa Nazaire, and I'm Deborah Sky Samuels. Good evening, Raisa. How are you? Good evening, Sky. I'm doing wonderful. Happy to be here on the show this evening. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you. Uh, tonight's topic is your relationship with food, love to eat or eat to live. And our special guest this evening is a friend of Sisters in Spirit, and um, he's he's very been very supportive of, of us and our endeavors over the past year or so. So we're happy to have with us Chef Kepra Anu. How are you, Chef Kepra? I'm excellent. Thank you. I'm 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 very well. I'm happy to be here. Great. Um, we're just really excited about the topic tonight. Um, we know that. Initially, I would say it's safe to say that the universe created food as a fuel for this physical form that we call our bodies. Uh, It was then translated or transformed into nourishment, but I would would venture to say that it, it was basically created to be fuel for our physical form, our bodies. But we all know that over time, food has become an integral part of our everyday existence. And over time, we have developed some really interesting relationships with food. So that's what we're going to talk about this evening. And before we get into our discussion, I'd like to tell you a little bit more about Chef Kepra. Kepra New is a raw food chef and nutritionist who has committed his life to sharing the life food lifestyle and a prosperous mentality in his quest to continue to heal and nourish himself and others. For over 20 years, he has practiced vegetarianism and for the last 12 years, an exclusive live food diet. He is the author of the new book, Paradise Health, Your Guide to Optimum Health Through Detoxification. And in December of 2011, he opened the only 100% organic raw food establishment in the Washington, D.C. area called Chef Kepra's Raw Food Juice Bar. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to our special guest, Chef Kepra Anu. Now, Chef Kepra, would you kind of tell us how you began your journey with vegetarianism and living a raw food lifestyle, and then we'll just lead right on into our discussion. Yes. um, Well, it all started for me uh, really back in high school, uh, I started to become, <clears throat> you know, uh, at that time, this was late 80s, uh, become conscious. Um, and, and the thing is that it wasn't just conscious of food. You know, you become conscious of yourself, conscious of, um, you know, politics, um, race, religion, um, just the whole gamut. And the thing is, is that over the years, you know, food really became something that was a niche for me. You know, um, I mean, we all love to eat. Uh, so naturally, vegetarian diet made sense. And, I mean, even back in high school, that's when I started. I, I had given up red meat, you know, um, and then later in college, it was the elimination of, you know, uh, fish and chicken. And then... um uh, I got a chance to, uh, you know, er- early 90s, I got a chance to hear Dick Gregory, you know, outspoken comedian, activist, civil rights, you know, you know his resume. Um, and, he, and he talked about, you know, man is a, a fruitarian. And he, and he quoted the Bible, you know, Genesis uh, verse 
verse 129, I believe it is, and um, how man should eat fruit as is meat. <clears throat> so this was mind-blowing, you know, even growing up in a Christian household and, you know, never once, you know, been told anything of the sort. Um, I mean, it really shifted. That planted the seed and about... Um, it was less than 10 years from that point where I said, you know, this is what I need to do now, you know, mm-hmm. and and that was, that was 12 years ago. It was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to eat all, you know, fresh food, live food, raw food, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've experienced, I, I, you know, I, I pretty much went back and forth, you know, summertime I would eat lots of fruit. I would feel super amazing and lots of energy and but um you know, just kinda hopped off the wagon a few times and hopped back on. But at that point in my life it was like, Okay, this is what this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that it would grow to the level that it is today where I have a raw food establishment, you know, I've served many people on juice cleanses and you know, now given, you know, years of doing classes and lectures, uh, I would have never thought or imagined it would have happened like this. But um, that's that's pretty much uh, a little bit about my journey. Awesome. And it's interesting how, you know, once we start taking the smaller steps, once we are, you know, kind of like in tune with our purpose and start making those smaller steps, that they mm-hmm. ultimately take us to our um, our, our goal, um, takes sure, us to a, a more profound place than we were even thinking about initially. Mm-hmm. So right. let's get into our topic. Can you share with us, uh, you've been dealing with food and people over the years, and can you tell us what you might have observed to be some of the different types of relationships that people have with food? Well, most times when you're talking about, um, you know, okay, our, our relationship with food is really, really mirrors our relationship with everything. Um, you know, as you, you know, you have the sayings, as above, so below, as within, so without, uh, and so on. <clears throat> so however things are going for us in our lives, um, you know, food is gonna is gonna mirror that. And then if you don't have, if you're not conscious about your food choices, uh, it's really gonna be bad if your life is not how, or you you don't feel fulfilled. Because the thing is that what most people end up what what ends up happening is that if they're if 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 there's if they feel unfulfilled, they feel unfulfilled in their relationship. They feel uh, fulfilled. Uh, they feel unfulfilled um, uh, in terms of their career. Uh, these things will sort of take take um, shape in terms of their diet, and it's not even you know it, it's not even you know then then it becomes emotional eating. You become you know you're not eating for nutrition. You're basically eating to, to just I mean I mean it's it's almost like you feed yourself until. You, you know, until you die, or you're just slowly killing yourself. And um, so, so there's a there's a it's 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 a um and and then when you you know when you consider the food choices and all of the options and most of these food places out here, you know, because most people you know don't. That's the other thing. Most people are not making their own food. Uh, we live in a you know a, a a culture where time is the most valuable commodity. So so again, there's you know you drive down the street and there's you know if you drive down a business block, you know maybe eight out of ten places are food places. So you know they give you every choice in every culture and every cuisine you know imaginable imaginable, especially, you know, in a big city like Washington, D.C., you know, you'll be able to find pretty much everything. Um, it's, it's good that now you can find raw food, uh, and I'm honored to be able to provide that as well 
you know, to give people that option, you know, and I understand that to be my purpose. But in terms of uh, relationship, again, um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, it, 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 really, it really mirrors. That's the point I really want to, want to drive home is that it mirrors more or less what's going on in their lives on a whole. So mm-hmm. the microcosm uh, mimics the 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 the, uh, the micro and the macro mirror each other, and vice versa. And, and that's true. I've never thought about it on that level. I, I know um, from personal experience, uh, a relationship that I had with food at one time was um, like almost like a medication, and um, <laughs> I realized that yeah. I a, a stressful eater. Mm. And, and I pinpointed it to the point where if something happened, like especially on a job, I have a very um, high-pressure job, and if mm-hmm. something would happen on that job that, you know, became very, very stressful, I would immediately try to figure out, you know, okay, what am I going to eat? Initially I was doing it subconsciously, <laughs> and then when I started mm-hmm. to really think That's about right. eating habits, I started realizing what was going on. And so... I didn't think that it was, okay, you know, what's going on in my life? My life is very, very stressful. I didn't put it in that kind of context, but I did, you know, kind of pinpoint it enough to know that I was kind of, and it wasn't necessarily all emotions, but stress as a way to kind of alleviate stress. And, um, you know, we can look at that. We can look at um, other ways that we, um, that food has a prominent interaction in our life. Um, right. Even like you said, if we are um, have different types of emotional situations that we're dealing with, we can just break it down to everyday societal living, like um, love. Okay, Valentine's Day. That's food. That's chocolate. That's decadent eating. You know, romance. Um, mm-hmm. That's also food. You know, we always relate that to food. Um, decadent eating, dining out. You know, candlelit dinners. Um, we can think about, um, and I don't even know what category to put this type of person in, uh, uh, the person that's the the exerciser, you know, that just overly exercises and just barely eats, you know. But we have different types of relationships and ways that we, like you say, uh, demonstrate what's going on with us internally. We demonstrate mm-hmm. that, that outwardly and how we um, interact and how we relate to food. Mm-hmm. Well, and what do well, you say about that, those people that, um, you know, we know that the majority of the population, or at least half of the po- population, uh, you know, have weight issues due to overeating and, and unhealthy eating habits and unhealthy relationships with food. But then when you look at the person that, you know, barely eats or the person that's kind of anorexic or, you know, those type of um, situations, I guess you can still say that that is um, an outward expression of something that's going on inwardly, huh? Yes, absolutely. I mean, they're both extremes. And the thing is is that we always have to find balance. Um, Now, I will share this with you. Uh, you know, I listened to what you said in terms of how you deal with stress. I mean, we're all part of being a human human being, you know, in this existence is that we're going to deal with stress. I mean, the thing is, is that it's inevitable. I mean, and the thing is what makes life is how we deal with it and, and the choices that we make. I mean, we still have the power and the will to to choose how we deal with a failed relationship, uh, uh, stress at the job, uh, stress financially, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. How I chose to deal with the different stresses in my life is basically to uh, go into fast. Um, I find that I'm immediately centered, you know, when I start to, because for me, I don't know if it was, I mean, you know, when I think about it, um, you know, I, I equate, you know, I feel that, um, you know, eating should be a joyful uh, experience. Um, I think we all eat because we enjoy to eat. But the thing is, is that um, this is sort of how I, I I just know that I'm personally wired. 
because the thing is, is that if I'm dealing with certain issues, regardless of what they might be, um, I can't enjoy my food. You know, I mean, my, you know, so the thing is, is that uh, w- what I've done over the years is is going to fast. And I find that, you know, of course, you know, you're able to think clearer. You know, you're not going to respond emotionally, uh, mm-hmm. which which makes things even worse. Uh, and I think that, um, you know, in terms of, you know, when we look specifically at the certain kinds of food, especially that leads to, you know, um, our, our our sisters being overweight, is the uh, is is our processed starches, and the mm-hmm. thing is, is that you know the addiction becomes emotional, it, it, it's physical, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, um, from the onset, but then it becomes emotional because starches are fillers, but they're actually, you know, very low on on an, on, an, on an nutritional scale. So they're 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 very deadly. If I mean it's 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 really it's 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 really grave and 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 almost like the worst thing that can happen. Mm. You know you know you feel fulfilled, you know or unfulfilled in a relationship, or you know you know your your career path, et cetera, et cetera, and then you know you go for those things that give you that what they call quote unquote comfort food. So you know the cake and the pasta and the noodles and the um, all of the treats and the and these things these things are false fillers. That's mm-hmm. what they are, and um, uh, that I think I mean you know we you know you talk about emotional eating and relationship you know relationship to food or I should say a negative relationship to food. You know, this is what I think of, and and you know what we what we really need to to do is, you know, I mean I think we understand like okay when the body becomes sick or unbalanced as I like to say, uh, again we lose our appetite naturally, and our body is saying like fast. It's like saying take a break from food. So the body is designed to heal itself. So therefore, the body is 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 telling you, okay, you need to stop eating, so that I can heal myself. Um, and the thing is, is that that go that should go across the board. Um, you know, when when we have issues and when we have stress at the job, when we have things of that nature. I mean, even when I was in college. You know, um, I could remember, you know, I, I studied mechanical engineering. It was very, very demanding. And, you know, especially around finals, it was like they were back to back to back. I mean, there was no time for sleep. And I understood even back in school that uh, in order for me to make the most out of my waking hours and then even go into what would usually be my sleeping hours, like if I ate something heavy, there's no way. There's no way I'd be able to function and be Mm -hmm. able to, to, you know, work to function optimally with as little sleep as possible. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, I would eat very little, and what I would eat is mainly fruits. So, basically, it was like, basically almost like a fast, you know, because Mm -hmm. even the food that I was eating was 90 to 99% water. So... Mm -hmm. So again, I was very light, and I did. My body didn't need to necessarily lay down and, and rest for six to eight to ten hours because there was really nothing. You know, we eat heavy. Our body needs to sleep in order to break the food down and metabolize it and process it. But when we eat very little, you know, our, our sleep requirement becomes a little different. So, so the thing is, is that that's a stress. You know, when, you know when you're something. You know when you're in school and you, you know, you got a lot going on, or when you got a project to do. You know, whether it's to, or, or, you know for your for your work or whatever it might be, you should. And and then even the other thing, you know, in terms of like really being passionate about what you do, mm-hmm. and you understand like that becomes food. You know, when mm-hmm. you're passionate about the work that you're doing, you should lose your appetite. Because you are so focused, you are so 
you know, determined and you are so, like, basically you can't do anything else until this gets done. And and you forget to eat. That's a good, that, that's how you know, that's when you know that you, you know, that's what you need to be doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and these things, again, like I said, that becomes really your, your, your true food. That's feeding your soul. Um, mm-hmm. And when you're feeding your soul, everything else is getting fed, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So, so these are some things in terms of, like, how we can use stress to our advantage, mm-hmm. uh, how we can, um, you know, basically, you know, really move away from food. So much. Mm-hmm. I mean, we eat too much in this culture, and we eat too much of the wrong stuff. So um, we need to start well, getting like, more into eating the right stuff, and then we'll, we'll find that we'll eat less of even the good stuff. Yeah. And then you think about it, if you're eating the poor stuff, the, the food that is not tr- nutritionally fulfilling, you're stressing out your body even further because now it's trying to digest things that weren't really meant to be. Exactly. It, 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 it's like when it rains, it pours. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it just furthers you going down the drain. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just, you know, it's just like pouring gasoline on fire. You know, right. I mean, it just makes the situation that much worse. And then, of course, you know, it's feeding the addiction, and then the addiction is, you know, it, it, again, it's just one thing on top of another, which 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 makes it really, really bad. And then, of course, you know, your health breaks down, and your physical breaks down, and I mean, it just makes it uh, down. It, it just well. makes it bad, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the interesting points that you made a little earlier was that naturally. Let me see if, how I can bring this back. Okay, you were talking about how when we eat those foods that are not good for us, naturally we should we are inclined to eat less and to eat foods that are healthy for us. But when we start along the track of eating like too much carb, too many carbs, overeatings, and things like that, mm-hmm. we are off balance. And we are, instead of going back to the fasting, because you said naturally our body would want to fast when we are in a state of imbalance. Right. But many people, when we're in a state of imbalance, we continue on that state and just eat more and more of the bad things. So how do you kind of realign yourself and bring yourself back to, because if your body's not naturally doing this, how do we realign ourselves and bring ourselves back to the point where we want to start, you know, either fasting or just really just start eating those things that are going to help us move back towards health and realign our bodies? Again, there are so many opportunities for us to eat bad and to eat, period. And that's one of the mm-hmm. issues that we overeat, regardless of what it is that we eat, but we overeat. You know, we give food as gifts. Um, we talk about turning to food when we're lonely. Uh, food is associated with sex. Um, you know, it's an obsession. You know, of course, the convenience with all of the fast food places around us. There are so many opportunities for us to consume and to consume badly when we're in that space of imbalance, how can we start to bring ourselves back around to being in balance and to being having a more or less healthy relationship with food? What are some of the steps that we well, can start? Well, the thing, the thing is, is this, you can even generalize the question and, and even say, how do we make a change, period, because uh-huh. a, lot of times, a lot of times we'll make decisions and again, like you said something earlier, as far as like you wasn't conscious of it, mm-hmm. you know that was very that 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 that's it right there. You have to first when you're conscious, you you have to look to make a change, and mm-hmm. and the thing is that it it begins there, but it's far from over. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. you, you know, with that beginning, you have to begin to educate yourself. You have to begin to start to look at yourself critically. 
you know, you have to look at, I mean, it's similar to, like, someone who is alcoholic. What, what does an alcoholic need to do? An alcoholic, you know, they they need to go to the Alcohol Anonymous meeting. And at the Alcohol Anonymous meetings, they talk about, um, you know, person, per, people, places, and things. You know, this is the kind of analysis that you need to do, you know. I mean, everyone is, should do on some level. You know, you don't have to be alcoholic to say, okay, you know, I have to look at the people that I'm associated with. I got to look at the places I'm going. I got to look at the things that I'm doing because these all can potentially be triggers for us to be, you know, next thing we know, you know, we're eating, you know, you know we're having uh, some kind of uh, something that we know that we shouldn't have, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, we find ourselves at that place. You know, you're driving, and, 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 I mean, literally your mind will take over, you know, and you're not in control, at least a part of yourself that wants to make a change because there's a part of yourself that wants to do good, and then there's a part of yourself that's going to do what it's, what, it's, what it's been doing because that part doesn't want to die. So it, there's a battle that's going on between the two, the, two, the, 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 the two cells, if I can say that. And, and the thing is, is that while we're conscious, we have to educate, we have to become aware. And, 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 and the more we see that, the more we educate, the more you listen to a program like this, the more you, um, you know, continue to inspire yourself, you know, to introduce yourself to new people, to introduce yourself to new places and to new things, new activities. Uh, mm-hmm. These things are going to bring you or, or start to move you in a different direction where, you know, when that stress hits you, then you may be able to overcome that stress in a positive way. You may be able to use that your advantage where you're not now going in a direction, the wrong direction. You're going in the right direction. You're actually using it as strength to say, you know what, now it's time for me to fast. Or, or you know what, um, mm. uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you know, basically, you know, you know, you link up with, with, uh, you know, uh, you know, find a, a mentor, uh, or, or someone who is, is, you know who is partnering partnering with you. You know there's there's strength in numbers, and yeah. you know we you know as human beings we you know we have to always remember that we're social creatures, uh, and that we um, again we have to do things as a community. We have to do things collectively. You know that mm. that makes it. You know we're 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 very no matter how old we are. You know we're always um, very much influenced by our peers. So peer pressure is very, very real. And mm-hmm. the thing is that when we can, you know, really get control of that and, you know, really start to, you know, come together, again, with, with, with positive people, I mean, that is so powerful. And, and so these are some of the ways, you know, again, while we're conscious, you know, you know we have to really see that part of ourselves that's looking to make that change so that when that stress comes, because it's going to come, it's inevitable. Right. You know, we're able to deal with it and handle it, and 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 really prosper from it. You know, we we we're we're looking forward to those stresses because you know, without stress, without without uh, uh, trials and tribulations and 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 things that challenge us, we would never grow as human beings. So you know, we want to welcome these things. We want to we want to we want to look forward to the stress of life. You know, so, you know, we're able to, you know, really handle and gain that experience and then use that to, you know, teach our children. And, you know, I mean, this is this is what life is about and, you know, becoming, you know, older and, and wiser and, you know, you know, but we can't become older and wiser and, you know, honored elders unless we've been, been through something. Well, that's true. But, but You also have to change what you're doing because, as the saying goes, if you continue to do the same thing and you get the same thing, you need a different type of thinking to solve whatever the issue is that that's causing you not to eat the diet that you know is best for you. Mm -hmm. And and that leads back to what what uh, Chef Kepper said in terms of being conscious one of what's going on 
and then, you know, kind of analyzing it and understanding the triggers. Because when I was going through that, I, I, I became conscious of, okay, I'm eating when I get really stressed, and I'm eating really badly when I get really stressed. So then, you know, so I identified that uh, stressful situations was a trigger. Then I had to really see when something was going on and when I started feeling, okay, what am I going to go eat to help me deal with this because this really, I'm really tripping out right now. So I started, I realized, and it was like a, a separate person looking at what this body was doing. And so I realized that, okay, I'm not going to go out to the building, go to the store, go to a restaurant. I'm not going downstairs to Starbucks. So the next thing was the vending machine. So I went to the vending machine, and I, I did this many times. I went to the vending machine, and I would look at it, and I'm like, okay, I really don't want anything in this vending machine. But this thing or this this urge inside of me was saying, you know, but we got to eat something because we are really stressed. And the rational side of me was saying, okay, well, it's nothing in here that I really want. So like you said, Chef Kepra, it was a tug of war going on. And I would stand mm-hmm. there for like 10 minutes going back and forth, back and forth, Sometimes I would go for the raisins and the nuts in there, but most of the time I was like, well, I'm not even going to look at that stuff. And then I would, the the rational part started winning out, and I would say, okay, I'm just not doing this, and I would walk away. And it was like being an mm-hmm. observer to the stuff that was going on to the point that I became more in control. So, again, it's becoming conscious of whatever your relationship is, and, two, understanding what your triggers are, and then trying to um, take control or manage it in a manner that you start taking steps to um, to address it, you know. And, mm-hmm. and it's very mm-hmm. real. It's something that we have to come to terms with, whoever might be going through the experience, and just really manage it. And like you said, Raisa, start making changes. We have to evolve. And so um, with that, um, Chef Kepra, I would like to ask you if you could share with us some of the, I know that food has like chemical reactions in the bodies. So can you share with us, and, and I'm going back to um, the summer when you were with us for one of our businesswoman's networking events, and you gave us some just awesome information about the types of food, how to um, uh, prepare certain types of food so that they do satisfy you and you are not you're getting the same type of satisfaction from eating healthy foods that you would get from eating unhealthy foods. One of the things that you told us then that really stuck with me was um, how to use the different, the five different taste sensations. So yeah. does that kind of relate to this so that we can, once we start, you know, recognizing that, you know, we have this kind of relationship with food that we need to improve, how can we start moving towards those things that will help us? Right, right. Yes, that's an excellent question. Um, yes, that definitely uh, relates. I was actually having, I was making this point uh, in my shop earlier today uh, about uh, somebody else asked me about the, um, well, they were, you know, they were asking me a question that, and it just sort of, this, 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 uh, that point came out. Uh, and basically, uh, the point that I was making is that, you know, yes, we look at the five taste sensations, you know, uh, sweet and salt. And I say those first uh, only because, you know, those those are probably the two most popular. And then we have the other three, which are um, uh, bitter, sour, and, and, and hot. And I mentioned those together because, uh, yes, when we're looking to eat food, you know, we're looking for sweet and salt. Those are the two most popular, most dominant, uh, and, and they become actually the two uh, most destructive uh, in terms of, um, um, you know, what we crave and what we want when we eat something. Now, the other three, sour, bitter, and hot, um, usually those the foods that are dominant, that are dominant in in sour taste, that are dominant in bitter taste, and dominant in hot. Those are you. Those those are our healing foods. Um, you know, again, I want to say that again. Uh, sour, bitter, and hot. Uh, those are our healing foods. 
And the thing is that as a chef, you can't just serve up a, a, a bowl of herbs, you know, or, 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 you know, you can't just juice, you know, just make 100% lemon or lime juice and say, here, drink this. This is going to heal you. No, you can't do that. And the, but but as a chef, what you can do, and it's and and, and I tell people in my classes that uh, we really want the bitter and the sour and the hot. The thing is that when we balance it correctly with the sweet and the salt, and we bring all of those together, uh, we really have like almost like a, a musical that's balanced. Every instrument is playing at the right tone and at the right pitch and at the right uh, uh, volume in the mouth, okay? So it's not just sweet and salt because anybody can salt the food, you know, but but when we find that when we hit the bitter and we hit the hot and we hit the, we hit the sour, not only do we have the things that they're bringing nutritionally because the bitter is bringing minerals, Okay, the sour is bringing vitamins, and the heat is bringing electricity, it's bringing movement, it's bringing alkalinity. Okay, so uh, these foods are bringing are bringing nutrition. You know, nutrition basically in in the form that a lot of us are deficient in, and when we're eating a lot of these foods, these foods are loaded nutritionally. So we find that we get fuller faster when we're eating high-quality foods, mm-hmm. okay? So, so and then we, 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 we accent them with a little salt, a little sweet if necessary, and now you have this balanced uh, recipe. You have mm-hmm. this balanced dish, whether it's a dessert or a side dish or an mm-hmm. entree um, or, or a soup or even a juice. Uh, these, this is, you know, understanding these things um, nutritionally helps you to even understand yourself as as someone who's preparing a dish or as a chef. So right, and so, it's going to help satiate or satisfy the body so that you're not exactly. craving those more unhealthier forms of the foods. Right, uh, right, right now, I'd like to take a moment, Chef Kepra, and ask you sure. to give your um, contact information. Um, And we will ask any of our callers that are on the line, if you'd like to ask a question, please press 1 so that we can recognize you and bring you in. But right now, Chef Kepra, would you give us your contact information and let us know about any activities or events or anything like that that you might have coming up that you'd like to share with our audience? Yes. Well, we have have an event and activity that's every day, and that's my restaurant. Uh, Kepler's Raw Food Juice Bar. It's literally like a, a, an event um, each and every day. Uh, we're open seven days a week, uh, 12 to 8, Monday through Saturday, 2 to 6 on Sundays. Um, you know, so each and every day, you know, we have raw food, fresh juices, dessert, and um, uh, sometimes, we, you know, we even do soups and stuff. So, so uh, that's what's going on with that. We're located 428 Street, Northeast, Washington, D.C. Uh, the phone number there is 202-803-2063. If you're not local to Washington, D.C. area, uh, uh, you can still check out my website. Uh, you can go to chefkepra.com. That's chef and kepra is K-H-E-P-R-A.com. Uh, on there, I also have my book, which uh is I mentioned earlier, uh, my book is entitled Paradise Health. Uh, it's basically a guide to uh, for detox, detoxification. Uh, I touched on some of the things that's in the book uh, tonight, uh, but you can get the book online. Um, I also have uh, raw food preparation DVDs, uh, so those are also available via my website. Um, in terms of uh, any other events, um, again, uh, the restaurant has me up, you know, up to my head in terms of my energy mm-hmm. and, you know, um, you know, making that happen every day. So there's nothing in the foreseeable future. Um, 
I do do some events in the summer where the festival season, but um, right now, uh, nothing nothing planned as of yet. You can also check out my, um, I have a lot of stuff on, uh, I have a couple of videos on YouTube, so you can just go to my YouTube, YouTube.com, YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash Kepra, and uh, I have a few of my lectures up there. I'll probably even post this interview um, on my YouTube channel. Um, so um, there's some, a lot of information, uh, and um, I think that's, that about covers it. If you, if you want to email me, you can email me at um, Kepra at ChefKepra.com. Thank you, Chef Kepra. And I will say that the book is awesome. It is very um, user-friendly, easy to read. Uh, there's um, a shopping list in there. It explains, you know, just healthy eating. Uh, there's a shopping list, and it's a very good book to start uh, very encouraging, and it's like a companion. So it's, it's, I really encourage um, you to, to get the book. We do have a couple of callers. I'm going to call your last four digits of your phone number and bring you into the conversation. Uh, please give us your name and where you're calling from and ask your question. Okay, we're going to open the line for caller 8476. Oh, I think okay, that's, that's you, Chef Kepra. Okay, yeah, the next person <laughs> is 2376. Hi, 2376, did you have a question or a comment? Greetings, can you all hear me? Yes, we can, welcome. Okay, welcome, thank you. Um, my name is Bongalo, um, and I wanted to ask, um, I've been vegan and vegetarian on and off for two years now. And I remember when I first started out, I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I was very sick. I had dropped out of high school because I was dealing with insomnia issues, which was affecting my schooling. And I kept going to therapy sessions about it because I was very depressed. And I pretty much grew up on, like, I'm trying to make this short, on, like, McDonald's. I ate McDonald's at least four times out of a week. And I kept telling them, I said, I think it's what I'm eating. I think, like, and I'm 19 now. I was 17 at this time, or 16 at that time. And I told them, I said, I think it's what I'm eating. And at the time, I didn't have control over what I was eating because of my family buying what we were eating. And um, they just said, no, no, and they just kept trying to give me pills, and I was very non-receptive to it. Um, so I went through this period where I literally was not eating. I mean, months, I think about three months until my 17th birthday, I was not eating at all. Um, mm. You know, here and there I would eat something just to get by, but I wasn't eating. I wasn't really, I wouldn't call it a fast either because I wasn't hydrating myself either. I didn't know what I was doing. And then I started just eating fruits, and I remember when I first started eating, the first thing I ate was a banana, and I had never had a banana in my life, never, <laughs> never, and mm. when I, the first bite that I took of my banana, every time I would eat it, my stomach was hurting so bad, I mean, it was some of the most excruciating pain I've ever had, and um, I just kept saying, I'm going to eat it, I'm going to eat it, because I, I took it as my body was so in need of the potassium, that mm -hmm. it was just going crazy. And that's indeed what it was. And mm -hmm. so I started off, I knew bananas were very fulfilling for me because they were heavier. I mean, not heavy, they they were light, but it, it filled me up. So I started eating, like, I would just buy bananas. It was cheap. I could afford it at the time, like I said. I was, like, just fresh out of high school. And after that, I started, I was eating bananas so much that I got sick of it, you know what I mean? That's, but I was like my staple at one time. And mm -hmm. now I'm at a place where it's like I don't really know. I I don't cook like that. I don't really like eating food that, that require cooking. And now I'm at this place where it's like I'm eating certain things, but it's not. I'm resorting to eating like potatoes and rice, which... I love potatoes and rice and all those other things, but I know that it's not good for me. Even though it is, quote-unquote, vegan or vegetarian, I just don't. Mm -hmm. My body doesn't feel good. So mm -hmm. my my question is, how how does one eat, you know, more fulfilling nutrient-dense foods 
you know, like fruits and vegetables and still be full, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not requiring bananas. <laughs> I right, love bananas. Right, right, <laughs> I, right. No, yeah. no, um, that's a that's a that's an excellent question. Um, you know, especially, you know, when you move you start moving towards, you know, veganism veganism, vegetarianism, um, even raw foodism, um, you know, you start moving I I remember when I first started just eating all raw foods, I told myself, you know, coming off a cooked food diet, see when you come when you're eating largely cooked food, most of your food is is it's sweet, and when I say sweet, I'm saying like basically it's you know when I talked about the five sensations, the bitter, the hot, like like uh, most of my you know again when you know everything that falls under sweet, especially the processed starches, you know the potato and the rice and even the beans and these things, these are all sweet dominant foods. Uh, mm-hmm. So when you go to raw food, your body still is is you know you know I always say you are what you eat but you eat what you are so whatever you've made up of your body's going to continue to crave that and so coming off a of cooked food where I was eating sweet dominant food I said I'm just going to eat fruit and um and then therefore you know you feel good initially you know because it's like being on a fast yeah. but then you start to look for something more sustaining and and what I did was, again, I went to another sweet food. I didn't go for bananas. I went for the nuts. And the thing is that if we eat too many nuts, then that can cause lots of issues. Um, you know, nuts are very concentrated food, and it should be eaten minimally at best. Um, you know, in our, and, and again, in our, in our society, nuts are very conveniently cracked out of the shell. So, you know, it's just very easy to get a big bag of nuts and just start, start snacking. Or even, even like a trail mix, which, which, is, which is even worse because uh, you got the concentrated fruit sugar, you know, like the raisins and things, and then you got the nuts on top of that. Um, I don't recommend you ever eating trail mix, um, but that's another note. So, the, the, but the key food that you have to eat there's no other way around it is a green leafy vegetable. That is really a food category all in and in and all of itself. Um, you know, whole foods. You, you know, you mentioned something about you know nutritionally fulfilling food. You know, whole foods once had a nutritional index for all of their all of their fresh foods, and uh, all of the green leafy vegetables got 1,000 like perfect score. Um, uh, the kale, your mustard green, your collards. I mean, these things in terms of, like, the amount of, like, basically, so, you know, if kale has a 1,000 and you say apples are, like, maybe 200 or 300 or whatever, you have to eat three times as many apples to get the same amount of nutrition for, you know, uh, if you're eating kale. So the thing is, is that our green leafy vegetables are are really in the middle. You know, fruits are are are, are fruits, especially our hard mushroom fruit, is one extreme. You know, we need to eat fruit, and then our nuts and seeds are another extreme, very concentrated, high in fat and protein. But our green leafy vegetables are are really become the foundation. Those are the foods that really need to replace the rice, the beans the potatoes, you know, you know what you have as your filler. You know, mm-hmm. when your greens become your filler, then you really become fulfilled. Uh, you, you, and you become fulfilled on everything you're deficient on. You become fulfilled on all the, you know, vitamin K, the uh, vitamin C, uh, calcium, magnesium, uh, these things. And then when you start to add things like avocado and things that, to accent, the green leafy vegetables or to complement the green leafy vegetables, avocado, olives, tomatoes, um, and then you start to, you know, you start to uh, make dressings. And, you know, you can either make dressings using olive oil as a base or nut butter. You know, so nut butter, you know, that this is a way that we can introduce nuts without overindulging in nuts 
that that complement our green leafy vegetables. The green leafy vegetables should really be like probably fifty percent or more of your diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people say maybe even up to eighty percent. Um, so when you when you're doing at least fifty percent green leafy vegetables, uh, and then say maybe twenty five percent fruit, and even like twenty five percent nuts and seeds, um, you really have a balanced uh, nutrition. Uh, uh, breakup in terms of um, you know the kind of foods, and then the thing is, is that you know green leafy vegetables are you know considered uh, more of a bitter. They're they're more bitter dominant in terms of the taste sensation in the mouth. And the thing is, is that you know that bitter breaks down into a sugar. And the thing is that, but it's a healing sugar. Okay, it's a slow burning sugar. So it's going to give you energy. It's going to heal you, and it's also going to sustain you and nourish you. And when you can start to switch and start to reprogram the body and start to, you know, and start to getting, getting the, uh, you know, most of your 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 food intake, your food, your caloric intake, really through vegetables, then you start to not crave really the sweets as much, and really the sweets become really too sweet that's when we know that we've changed something, you know, because our body really is just, again, the micro, the micro of the macro. You know, the, the, the mouth is just craving what the body is telling it to. So we have mm-hmm. to change the body. And, you know, with, with using green leafy vegetables, there's really no other way. I mean, you can drink also, you know, drink green juices and things, and that helps to build up the stomach acids and things. But some people say, oh, well, you know, I can't eat raw vegetables, you know, my digestion, you know, won't allow. But, you know, your digestion, you know, these are all muscles. You know, these are all things that can be that can be strengthened, you know, with, with just like anything else. You know, when you go to the gym, you can strengthen your muscles or, you you know, uh, you know, through exercise. So, so, so really it's just, you know, using proper techniques and things uh, you know, we can um, really start to shift our diet and really get more into our green leafy vegetables. The last thing I'll say about the green leafy vegetables is that, you know, we have to look at the um, the color of food. Um, again, all of our processed starches, and I'll put the potato in there, you know, these are all foods that lack any sort of color, you know, mm-hmm. and the color really tells a huge story. Our green leafy vegetables are at the opposite end of their spectrum. Deep, rich pigment colors, chlorophyll. You know that 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 color. You know when you're looking at that color, you're looking at you're looking at minerals. You're looking at energy. Okay, and so that's something also to definitely keep in mind and consider. And also, the key to being fulfilled or feeling full is understanding that the body is looking for nourishment and nutrition. And when mm-hmm. you're providing that nourishment and nutrition, say mm-hmm. green leafy vegetables, then you will be fulfilled and you won't be hungry and the craving for more won't be there. Yeah. Exactly, absolutely. exactly. Well, thank exactly. you, Chef Kepra, and thank you, caller, for um, for asking your question. And, and I'm pretty sure um, he provided you with some valuable information. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Okay, uh, as we start to wind down now, Chef Kepper, I'm going to ask you again to share your contact information with us. Uh, this has been a very enlightening conversation, you know, talking about um, our relationships with food and the different types of relationships we have and how we can, you know, start to kind of uh, evolve and move towards a healthier relationship by, one, consciously uh, looking at how we react and how we interact with food, and then looking at if we have situations where we're at either extreme of not eating or overeating or just eating bad, badly, um, to be conscious of it and to look at what our triggers are and to take slow steps to, um, you know, to kind of change, to change our eating habits, you know, to recognize what we're eating, uh, to look at why we're eating it. And also, very important to recognize how advertising, you know, print, television, Internet, how advertising of food, even a, I look at the Food Channel and, you know, just things, well, I used to, but I don't anymore, how advertising 
affects our decisions and our food-making decisions. So we really have to become mm-hmm. aware and manage those things. So I'd like to ask mm-hmm. you to once again share your information with us and as mm-hmm. we start to wind down our uh, show. All right. All right. Well, I'll start with my website. Um, uh, you can go to Chef Kepra, and it's Kepra spelled K-H-E-P-R-A, chefkepra.com. Uh, on my website, you'll get information about my restaurant. Uh, again, we're in Washington, D.C., on 8th Street, Northeast, uh, not far from Union Station. Uh, and, again, we're open seven days a week. Uh, we're providing um, raw food, organic. You know, we have, you know, again, I talked about the green leaf and vegetables. We definitely got all of that and more. Um, uh, so I gave you my... Uh, Web address, uh, my email is kepper at chefkepper.com. Uh, feel free to email me any questions. Uh, you can look me up on Facebook. Uh, you can look me up on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at kepperanew. Um, so you can, you know, request to follow me on Twitter. Uh, and you can also, uh, I don't know, I think, the, oh, my YouTube. Uh, definitely subscribe to me on YouTube. I try to put out video um, every so often. Uh, I've been doing more of that, video blogging. So, um, yeah, definitely reach out. There's a lot of useful information. Uh, I think that, you know, I just really scratched the surface with this interview. So, um, yeah, my DVDs and uh, my book. So there's a lot of information that's out there, and especially, you know, I like as as I like to bring the information, you know, I'm I'm very much an artist in the kitchen, as Mr. Sky knows. So, um, yeah. So, so that's the other side that you don't get to see just listening to the to the to the uh, interview. And it's really valuable information that we can just. It's easy to incorporate into your lifestyles, is what I found. And um, even from the networking session that we had, I took some of those pointers and immediately uh, started. Um, you know, uh, incorporating them into my cooking habits, and it made a big difference. Uh, Chef Kepper, we'd like to end our show with a quote dealing with um, the subject matter. And so if you have a quote that you'd like to share with us, either from yourself or from uh, someone else, or a quote or saying that you'd like to share with us, would you please do so? Uh, sure. I think I had, I, had, I had said part of the quote uh, earlier in this interview, um, as the old saying goes, you are what you eat. But I, I take it a little further and say, yes, you are what you eat, but you eat what you are. You know, mm. you change your change change your food choices, you change yourself, you change your life, you change your destiny. Awesome, so, thank you, Raisa. Did you have a quote that you'd like to share with us? Yes, this goes back to a point that Chef Kepper made that the most important diet is meaning and purpose. Therein begins mm-hmm. healing. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome! Yes, definitely. that's from Mark mm-hmm. Hyman, MD. And um, yes. uh, this um, I've shared before, and it's, it's really um, resonates with me. And that is, let your food be your medicine, and your medicine be your food. Mm-hmm. I'd like to also yes. um, invite you to check our Sisters in Spirit website. Uh, you can email us at inspirit at sisters dash in dash spirit dot net and you can visit us on our blog magazine at www.fluidmagazine.com dot com and you can visit us at our website sisters dash in dash spirit dot net. We have been totally enjoying our conversation this evening. We've been here with Chef Kepra, a new nutritionist and raw chef and owner of Kepra's Raw Food Juice Bar here in Washington DC. Thank you all for being with us again, and thank you, Chef Kepra, for sharing your information and your knowledge and your inspiration with us. And thank you, Raisa. Uh, Raisa, did you have any parting words you'd like to share? Yes, I'd like to also invite listeners to check out our website and find out more about our free financial literacy education program. And the point was well made. Your relationship with food is your relationship with everything else. Your relationship with money reflects your relationship with everything else. Yes as well. 
All right. Thank you very much for being with us, Chef Kepra. And uh, to all of you, uh, remember to infuse harmony into your everyday living. And thank you for spending your evening with Sisters in Spirit. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. You've been listening to This Internet Radio. Until the next time, enjoy the fluid flow of life by remembering to infuse harmony into your everyday living.